0: 96.1 KXU
1: magazine.org slash radio this has been for this is uh <laughs> this has been voices <laughs> sorry I'm having a I'm having a mouth day anyway stay tuned for JV Free Aslan coming up next
0: Hola Manu, Amparo. Nada, solo para saber si todo va bien. Y nada, un beso
1: muy fuerte. Venga. Hola Manu, soy Juanjo. ¿Man? ¿Pues eso fue? ¿Verdad? la música de Manu Chao, otra vez uh, ese muteado silencio con voz de migrantes en resistencia, gracias por seguir escuchando en este martesito 17 de 2019, uh, pues sí, quédense a continuación va a seguir el show de JB Free land uh, y pues gracias otra vez estamos escuchando a 96.1 por People's Radio uh, también para los que nos cachan esta señal aquí en el este de Oakland, nos pueden escuchar en la internet en 96 uh, um, uh, www.pormagazine.org backslash radio estamos en internet también pues cuídese racita ¿verdad? y vamos a seguir luchando uh, si se puede o oh, Mateo this is JV you are listening to Pope People's Revolutionary Radio and T.V. 96.1 FMFV. <laughs> I'm JV and you're listening to Free Aslan and uh, I just want to say a few words first um, on the show I want to say some words from Aslan Press and of course the main topic has always been the situation uh, occurring in the concentration camps and um, with the gladiator fights the state-sponsored uh, in my opinion, the state state-sponsored terrorism that our people are um, enduring in these um, concentration camps. And you know, this is where uh, prisoners are brought out, um, mostly rival prisoners. They're brought out, and they are just used as gladiators and almost like um fighting roosters. And you know, they're betting on them. they're um, doing all of the abo- uh, all of the above. And, and this is something that, um, you know, that we continue to struggle against. We continue to um, struggle with for our people. And this is a situation that is not going to go away anytime soon. We're going to continue to um, be there and support our people that are um, locked in these concentration camps. And we're starting to see this, the gladiator fights um, coming out and more and more. Um, in the mainstream news, we're starting to see it trickle into this uh, the corporate news, and you know, Free Aslan has continued uh, from day one to um, speak on it and raise awareness, raise consciousness on what is occurring, and um, and and we're going to continue to do so. Uh, but you know, uh, people um, outside of the radio station need to also get involved because. This is something that, um, that is continuing to, um, you know, be a situation, putting our loved ones in danger. And, um, you know, we're going to continue to uh, fight and struggle and resist what, what is occurring. And, and, and the only way that we're going to be able to be successful is if we are organized and people's families are organized. And that's how the um, solitary confinement was tackled because of the friends and family and supporters who organized against it so that's something that we have to do and um we're going to continue to do um and um you know and also you know there's been more situations there's been um you know recently in news and other news um the governor California governor has um you know, um, has basically um, overturned some of the sentences. Some of the people um, that had life are going to be um, going to be released from prison, and, and and that's a good thing. That's a very good thing. But you know, we have to keep in mind. We got to remember that, um, you know, just because there's small reforms that we don't want to um, come out and be. A Supporter of the very entity that um, You know Encourages things like gladiator fights and for every one person released from prison. It's a beautiful thing Especially if they had life, but uh, for every one person uh, released from prison There's probably you know 20 or more 30 or more who? continue to um, languish in these concentration camps and in and, and for things they didn't do or for um outrageous property crimes you know um guy steals a you know snicker bar and he's given 30 years i mean incredible you know so we 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 don't wanna you know it's a beautiful thing that people are getting out but we have to keep in mind that these are very very few compared to the 2.5 million or so continue to be in um, in America's prisons and jails so that's something that we want to continue to remember and understand and so we're gonna have uh, you know I have uh, my my guest um, Mary and Mary is uh, the wife of a prisoner who was used as a gladiator um, and you know we talk about these gladiator fights all the time and I've had other um, guests who their loved ones were, um, you know, used as gladi- gladiators um, as well. I mean, they used me as well like that. The state, you know, um, it's, it's nothing new. They've been doing this since 40, 50 years they've been doing it. So it's nothing new. Anybody who's been to prison, yeah, they, they'll tell you they were used as a gladiator. It's nothing, it's, it's nothing. Um, out of the ordinary, you know, it's, it's been going on so many years, um, and anybody who's been to prison will tell you that this is what they do, this is part of the, the program, this is, um, part of the repression that prisoners, mostly brown and black prisoners face within these concentration camps, and that's just the reality of it, but, so my, my guest is Mary, she's the wife of a prisoner who was held, um, and used in one of these um in these gladiator fights actually um a huge one that took place recently in the news but anyway let me um let me welcome Mary uh Mary welcome to Free Aslan
0: Hi joy good evening I'm just checking that you can you hear me Yes yes
1: I can hear okay, you Okay
0: great um thank you first and foremost for having me and thanks to all The um, Aslan brothers and sisters that, you know, took the time to tune in right now. Mm. Um, Thanks again for having me.
1: Thank you. Thank you, Mary. And, um, you know, this, um, this situation is horrible. It's horrible for... People who have family members in in, in in um involved in these um gladiator fights, it's horrible for people who have neighbors. It's horrible for people who just know uh, somebody in their community is in prison, um, and they're experiencing these gladiator fights. So it's just a, it's a it's a bad thing for anybody, um, to be remotely touched by, um. Anybody they know, especially friends, family members, loved ones, um, to be, um, you know, forced into these gladiator fights. I mean, I would, I would be upset, and you know, I would be concerned if my neighbor's dog was forced into a <laughs> gladiator fight. You know, anybody would, um, you know, if I took some cats and went to the park and. Put them together as gladiators uh, and people found out about it. I think it would be all over the news. This horrible person got these kittens and forced them into a gladiator fight, right? It would be all over the news. People would be up in arms. And then we have human beings that happen to be Chicano prisoners. Um. placed in these gladiators and nobody gives a damn right so this is a situation that we need to really discuss as a community especially anybody um, remotely um, working with media of any any type you know they need to uh, address this as well so my question to you my first question is how did you get involved in the struggle against these gladiator fights what brought you into this struggle
0: Well, um, first of all, let me say that you're absolutely right, Um, Joy, for what you just mentioned right now. um, My struggle began when, you know, my my husband has been incarcerated for 20 years, Mm. and in uh, 15 years, he served at a maximum security prison. He dropped points um, low enough to go to a level three prison, and he was there for a little bit less than five years, where he, you know... Through programming and doing everything he's supposed to do, he dropped more points to um, go down to a level two prison, which was, which is here, so that what we're talking about. Um, when he landed there, you know, there's a process where he had to go through reception and, you know, do all the necessary paperwork before I could see him. Um, in the time being, you know, I didn't hear from him for a long time, and I had heard rumors that things were going on, but never really investigated until i started getting very concerned um when i got involved was when in october of 2018 they had a so-called you know aka riot which was an incremental release Uh. which is when the bulldogs get released with you know um all the other population uh to yard and this incident put them on what they, you know, hide as modified programming, which is actually a lockdown because they have the same exact restrictions. And our (laughs) loved ones were on lockdown for a period of 10 months from October to May 9th, not being able to program, not being able to, you know, see their newborn children, not being able to do anything. And this is how I landed, you know, I, 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 you know, got in touch with several wonderful people that already knew what was going on, that knew the situation and how our loved ones were being affected, and why. You know, we try to come together collectively and you know do something about this, and that is how I, you know, got involved in this struggle.
1: Mm, powerful, and and and, you know, I'll just say for some listeners um, that you know um you mentioned um um bulldogs you know some of the listeners may not know what what that is in it and it's a group of prisoners and i'll just without getting too much deeply into um them um i will say that um you know right now uh, many of the prisoners they're coexisting and um you know they are um you know prisoners are getting along they're coexisting with one another after many uh, years and decades of um conflict and i'll just say without getting real deep into it that um these um bulldogs that you mentioned um are a group of prisoners who are not uh getting along with any of the other prisoners and so there's a deep conflict there and um, all the other prisoners are coexisting in um, this particular uh group of prisoners um, is um, you know and, and in many cases um, they also in many cases uh work with the police w- work with the guards uh they do not receive write-ups when other prisoners do receive write-ups so they're um, used as pawns as willing pawns and it's sad that that happens, but um, they have been known in many cases to be working with the uh, law enforcement on many different levels. So this is a group of prisoners that, as uh, some may um, imagine, uh, are not liked very well because of all of that and more. So um, I just wanted to, you know, because some of the uh, listeners may not know what we're talking about. So, but, but anyway. Um, so I I there's another um so when the guards do release prisoners um for um you know these gladiator fights and they call it a riot um you know it's the gladiator fight so and and that's very common for you know the pigs to um, you know call um, the gladiator fights a riot because once they label it riot it kinda puts the blame on the prisoner like they're the ones at fault when in reality um, they're openly um, you know um, instigating and um, fueling these gladiator fights and if people don't participate they're being penalized and even after they participate, they're penalized. So it's just a horrible situation. But you know, some of the listeners never been to prison, and um, you know, for those who have not been to prison um, and don't understand, like you mentioned, incremental release, and um, you know, and all of that. So um, can you um, can you talk about how the guards release the prisoners? For the gladiator fights, because for the listeners, they just think, you know, they don't know, how does this happen? So what is this incremental release? So how do the guards release the prisoners for these um, gladiator fights that you know of? And, and, and before you answer that, I'll just say that, um, um, I'll just add rather than... Um, that your husband this we're talking about the gladiator fight that just occurred in the in the mainstream media where there was over 200 gladiators am i am i correct
0: that is correct
1: okay perfect so i just for the listeners this was that huge gladiator fight over 200 prisoners involved so back to my question how did the guards release the prisoners for the gladiator fight the 200 plus people
0: for this particular situation they they literally broke all the rules and regulations on how they're supposed to release yard. And if I may, I would like to actually read you a quote from the man himself oh, because he perfect. wrote an explanation of, you know, how they were released that day. Mm, perfect. And and he, I quote, states, um, "Well, let me let me start. In my 15 years on the level four 180, I have never seen." or experienced anything like this. The Bulldogs were released before us, 80 of them, and were already waiting for us out on the yard. They let us out three cells at a time. Once out to the yard, there were about 10 more guards than usual on the yard entrance with guns, non-lethal rubber bullets, directing Mm. us where to go and intimidating inmates into compliance. It worked. The whole scene was highly intimidating. Some Mm. of the guards had their faces covered and were heavily armed. This Mm. is a soft level 2 prison, and it feels anything but. Mm. So, basically what he explained to me in his letter, and from the information I was able to get, you know, the bulldogs were already outside waiting for them on the yard in formation, and they were actually in, in formation which is like they weren't circling around and once you know the inmates were released they started barking at them which you know for people that don't know this is a sign of you know i'm getting ready to attack you and right. you know they the COs did not stop this they did not do anything about it they continued to send out um the rest of the inmates mm. in small numbers and you know until they had, I guess, enough to cause, you know, what they wanted to do, which was a riot and what they call the riot. And um, this is when the bulldogs started attacking the other inmates and rushed to the phones when they know that they were not supposed to use the phones because they have, you know, um, the phones are kind of like divided. So they have a certain time and day to use the phones. Mm-hmm. And... Um,
1: this was just what caused the accident. I mean, the incident. I'm sorry. Oh, I see. Yeah. Yeah. It, and it's unfortunate that, um, it's unfortunate that, um, you know, that prisoners in general would be uh, allowed you know would 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 allow themselves to be used as pawns and you know it doesn't surprise me coming from this specific uh... group uh... this specific entity it doesn't surprise me um, you know i'm very familiar with with them and it and it's just a shame that they would work with the law enforcement in this way it's just it's horrible it's just, it's a shame that they would do that but you know it happens and, and um, and you know it's not surprising to me but yeah and 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 the thing about it is um when they did that um it's almost like the guards were um it sounded in the description like the guards are guarding them uh, almost like if like it's incredible um but let me just say um so when this incident occurred you know they had this incident um gladiator fights and S- totally staged it was a totally mm-hmm. staged thing they handpicked certain uh, individuals probably I would say people that the guards didn't like people that they felt were influential or people who they knew were very short to getting released so they just picked them in order to attempt to you know put pressure on them um, but let me just ask um, You know, uh, obviously, after this gladiator fight, uh, many people went to the hole, which, you know, in many cases uh, is solitary confinement. So, they're tortured after they're made to fight each other to the death or fight each other until, you know, somebody gets um, very hurt. So, let me ask you, do you know how many people went to the hole for this?
0: Yes, that day, 40 men went to the hole Mm. and almost... All the, the men, except for the Bulldogs, mm. uh, all the men that were out there on the yard that day received an RVR, which is a write-up, yeah. for a three hundred five, which is participation in a riot.
1: Uh, except the bulldog. The bulldog, they, they didn't That's get the no write-up. Uh, not surprising. Not surprising. Mm-hmm. So.
0: Or any of them. Not, not, not one ended up in the home.
1: Out of 80, none, not one of yeah. them went to the whole. And that's, that's and so, th- and again, that's the perfect, um, that's, that confirms everything that I'm talking about. I'm not just talking about um, something that I'm speaking about um, um, subjectively. It's not my feelings. This is not, um, this is told this is evidence. I mean, how is it that, you know, you're going to have a, a gladiator fight, you have 80 people, And then none of them get a write up, but everybody else gets a write up. When everybody is supposedly participating, is incredible. So, I mean, I I don't know how else to frame it, how else to describe it. How else can we um, get through to people on what is going on and who is working with this law enforcement? I mean, what more proof do people want? You know. But anyway, let me just say this. So your husband was penalized obviously um, for this written up. Um, Is he still on lockdown?
0: Yes, he currently is still on lockdown um, Hmm. pending, you know, um, his so-called involvement. Wow. And, um, you know, and and earlier you said something very important about them targeting, you know, certain men. And I, I have to agree with you 100%. You know, some of these men... Are You know men that are have been incarcerated for a long period of time mm. and are the most suitable For you know when they do go to parole um, Because yeah. they qualify because they have rehabilitated or because they have changed yeah. You know and 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 mm. this raises another question like who are they targeting? Mm.
1: Yeah, who are they targeting? That's a very good question and you know um you know we we can i mean overall it's very apparent that they are targeting chicano prisoners very apparent because if we look at the news we look at um all the news out there um every last uh, gladiator fight has involved chicano prisoners what right. the hell is that about i mean um whatever they want to justify integration they want to call it whatever they want to call it the bottom line is they are using Chicano prisoners as gladiators so you know and 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 this is something that i think the activist community needs to address as well and they need to discuss it internally because we have millions of activist people and yet, um, you know, they want to talk about this and that. Well, how about when Chicano people are 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 you know targeted and used as human gladiators? Has this happened in 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 the case of any other prisoners? And and if it has, what was the response from the activist community at that point? So this is another example, I think, that. When it comes to the Chicano Nation and to Aslan, I think that um, this is an example of why we need to mobilize and because what happens is when, um, you know, a lot of times when we join other uh, activist groups and multinational groups many times not always but many times um, our issues are put on the back burner and you know and people want to focus on this and that but wait a minute we have very important um, issues going on in our community and one of the issues is when our friends family neighbors uh, neighbors Uh, people in our community are being used as human gladiators. Their life is put at risk, at danger. Um, That's an issue that Uh, Our community wants at the forefront. We don't want to put it on the back burner, but the only way our issues are going to be at the forefront is if we organize ourselves, our own communities and um, our own activist groups and our own revolutionary organizations and parties. So in order to make sure that our issues are heard. This is a very um, good uh, concrete example of why we need to organize ourselves because uh, people could talk all the peace love and harmony they want but when we join other uh, multinational uh, activist groups, our issues are not at the forefront so this is something that you we as a community have to uh, speak about and we have to examine and we have to deal with that but um, absolutely. I agree a hundred percent with you, um, on everything you said. It's, it's a situation where they are targeting certain people. And, um, but let me ask you this, you know, um, you're not the only one that, um, you know, is facing this, um, you know, that, you know, you're not the only one that has a loved one, a boyfriend or a husband um, inside these prisons right now, who has done a lot of time, who is going up for board or being released soon, and who is being placed um, in these gladiator fights. So there's a lot of women, and, and, and men have girlfriends and wives as well, so mostly women though. And, um, you know, a lot of people are going through this. So, you know, I wanted to ask you because obviously you're learning you've learned some stuff you're learning other stuff and um this is you know these are things that we need to um we need to um you know everybody has to understand and and learn from and um you know and and it's a very important um struggle that's occurring and so there's going to be other people that are listening to free aslan who um maybe, um, you know, trying to grapple with how to move forward and participate in struggle. So my question is, um, what advice do you have for other wives or girlfriends who are standing with their men through these state-sanctioned gladiator fights?
0: I think that my most humble advice to them would be, don't settle for the BS that CBCR is feeding you. Uh, They're only looking out for their interest, which which is job security. My advice would be to get involved, get educated, educate yourself on what truly is happening, and learn how to help your loved ones in in the inside um, because they are suffering. They are suffering. They are all struggling. And, um, you know, don't wait until this affects you personally to do something and join this fight because there is power in numbers Mm. and everybody's story needs to be heard. Uh, Your personal, you know, your personal, your own personal experience says, you know, a million things. So you need to share it. You need to be brave enough to share how you've been affected, uh, what what this is doing to your family, what this is doing to your loved one, you know, physically, mentally, psychologically, Mm. and just... Get involved, get informed, because Uh, it's it's important that everybody that needs to hear it, our legislators, the governor, Ralph Diaz, everybody that needs to hear this, you know, needs to hear not one or two or three people, but, you know, the ton of people out here fighting because we are incarcerated with them. Our loved ones are suffering, but we are also incarcerated. uh, We are suffering, too, and we're their voice. So we need to stand up and we need to fight and we need to make ourselves heard and mm. let them know that we are not going to give up until our loved ones come home.
1: Mm. La lucha sigue. Beautiful, beautiful words, Mary. And 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 I just want to comment on something you said of our loved ones who are um, experiencing these things physically, but also psychologically. You said, and and right. and that's something that a lot of people are not. You know, they mention a lot of people, even um, partners, uh, women, wives, um, family members, they mentioned what their loved ones are going through physically, that they're catching more time, that they're possibly getting physically injured, um, but there's an element that you mentioned that nobody really mentions, and I want to uh, commend you for that. You mentioned the psychological trauma that is occurring as well. And so that's something that people don't talk about, people don't want to talk about or or they just are not aware and educated on um at, on what is occurring. So that's something that that's something that we have to um understand the psychological aspect of things and um and that's very important because there is a little something um a little something called PTSD. That um, many people are beginning to understand uh, and accept, and so PTSD, post-traumatic stress syndrome. This is, you know, something that you know some people make jokes about. Some people think it's, you know, um, it's nothing serious, and this is something that definitely scars people for the rest of their lives. And and um, and this is a, a form of trauma that people go through when they're faced with. Um, usually life or death situations, but it could be other forms of abuse as well. But, um, uh, you know, people in a war, a military situation, people um, in a wartime, war zone situation. Um, and, you know, of course, for many people um, living in their barrios, in their streets, in their neighborhoods um, can develop the PTSD where, you know, cars pull up, you're going to cross the street, the car slows down. You don't know what's going on. Is this, you know, they're gonna pull out a gun and, and shoot me what you're you're because you've seen it before, you've experienced it, maybe it's happened before to you. So these are um things that um your body reacts, your mind reacts to certain situations, but a lot of people don't talk about how this um Uh, happens in in the prisons as well now if you're in a situation where they're doing gladiator fights where every two weeks or every week they're popping your door open telling you go out to the yard um, with, um, other individuals who, you know, um, you know, um, rivals or people who you have conflict with or what have you, but, um, and if this is done long enough and for so many years or, or um, even once or twice, um, it can, um, um, develop these, uh, PTSD type, uh, situations where, you know, here you have a situation where, you know, the guards are protecting a certain group. You know the guards are aiming their guns at you, not at them. You know the guards are not gonna write them up, they're gonna write you up. You know that the guards have guns with bullets in them And you know that uh, more than likely they're going to be shooting these firearms at you. So the chances, you know, there is a high potential that once you go out there and defend yourself, because that's what these... Uh, people that are used as gladiators, they're defending themselves usually against this group that the guards have, um, you know, embraced and are u- using and utilizing uh, for their own um, agenda. But when this happens, you know, there's a chance that this prisoner may not come back to his cell alive. So to be uh, forced into a situation where, okay, I'm going to go and then I might not come back alive. Um, that's a situation that you know um, can um uh, develop this um these traumatic um PTSD type things, and you know just uh from my from my own experience, you know, and I've been incarcerated my whole life. I've been you know um you know going back very young, and um in my own experience, I know that um you know no matter if I'm you know I'm out here um I'm outside of the concentration camp now, but. Um, you know, a- everywhere I go, whether it's a-, a school, whether it's a park, whether it's a mall, whether it's a movie theater, um, I do not enter these arenas, um, you know, like most people probably, the the thing that I um, look for when I enter these arenas. I look for possible threats, I look for um, exit routes, I look for possible weapons that can be used if something were to go down. I'm looking at all of these things because that's what, you know, when you're in these types of environments, this is what your your body naturally, your mind trains yourself to be accustomed to once you walk into a certain environment, and, um, and so, you know, and, and, and you know, Looking at it, this is, that's not normal for people to um, walk into a movie theater and, you know, you're looking around and you're seeing who's a threat, who's not, uh, where the exit routes are, where the weapons are, what could be used as a weapon if something were to happen. These are all things that people should not be thinking about, but... Um, when people are placed in these types of environments for so many years uh, this becomes natural habit it becomes and this goes for not just prisons I think um, military personnel have the I've spoken to military vets who they tell me they do the same thing um, you know and I could imagine any other types of people who um, have been exposed to these types of um, environments so, Absolutely, I agree with you um, on the psychological um, aspect of this as well. And this is state sanctioned. This is coming from the state. They're creating these environments where there is um, all of this going on. And, you know, there's going to be, you know, we're going to be, there's a good documentary coming out soon by Charlie Trujillo. And um, and it's going to, um, you know, it's going to address. A lot of uh, the struggles and also um, the 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 ups and downs surrounding, um, you know, coming out of these kinds of environments, and you know, and he interviewed me. It's gonna be a, actually a documentary on my life, and um, it's gonna include situations like this of of you know, experiencing life outside of these concentration camps, especially after years of solitary confinement, um, actually after a decade of solitary confinement, um, so this is something that, um, I understand very deeply, um, and so, you know, um, you know, I, I do, um, Understand what you're going through because my family went through the same thing Uh, Mary and also all of the other loved ones out here who do have friends family community members Inside those concentration camps and this is why this is this this particular topic uh, gladiator fights um, is a you know holds a very special Place in my heart and, and it's a struggle that I will continue to to support and I will continue to fight as well because just because I'm outside of the concentration camp, um, I've been doing this long enough to know that um, that doesn't have to be permanent. That like at any time we know how they work, we know how they get down, and that can change instantly. So um, I and and not only that, even if um, you know I were to be living in another country these topics would still be very close to my heart because I do have uh, loved ones and, and, and family and um, you know friends and you know community members uh, of mine in those concentration camps as well and um, and you know um, and, and and so I understand deeply what you and many others are going through and I'm gonna continue to stand with you and fight uh, struggle against all this as well so let me just end, Mary, with the last question. Um, let me ask you, um, how can people get involved in this movement to end state-sanctioned gladiator fights?
0: Um, like I said, Joy, you know, all they have to do is really, you know, um, get educated, get involved. There's a website that we have set up, and, um, you know, everybody is more than welcome to go in there, get information, get information get support anything that you need because you know as family members we know what it feels like to be at that place where you don't know where to start you don't know where to begin and you know if if we could be of any help to guide families to you know let them know where they can start what they could do and give them as much information as we can there's a site that has been created for that and um the site is unite against cdcr dot WordPress dot
1: com. Mm, perfect. And say it one more time, Mary,
0: please. It's unite against cbcr dot WordPress dot com.
1: Perfect. And, and I just want to thank you, Mary. I want to let you know that you know you, like many of the other wives and girlfriends um, and family members of prisoners. Um, I admire you, and I think that you know every prisoner um wishes that they had somebody that was fighting and struggling for them outside of those concentration camps and um i know that even though your husband cannot hear your words i know um that any prisoner would be very proud and 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 just love everything that you've said today and the strength and um, determination that you have to continue to fight in this struggle for justice for your husband as well as all prisoners behind the concentration camps.
0: Thank you so much, Joy, and and really on behalf of all our loved ones in prison and and their family members, I would really like to thank you for this opportunity to share this with with everybody and for you know really taking an interest and. And, you know, uniting with us against, you know, this fight with CDCR. Thank you so much.
1: Absolutely. Thank you, Mary. And, and, and thank you for coming to Free Aslan. And this is yes, KEXU 96.1 FM. I'm JV, and you're listening to Free Aslan. We're going to take a short music break, and we'll be back in a minute. Thank you. Thank
0: you. Our time at the Regal. Young man went out and made a name for himself. He's been on every record-breaking show in the Regal Theatre in the last two years. Ladies and gentlemen, the star of our show, how about a nice warm round of applause to welcome Mr. Gene Chandler? Thank you so very much.
1: And this is KEXE 96.1 FM. I'm JV and you're listening to Free Aslan. And, um, that was a very powerful interview by Mary and she did an excellent job. Once again, um, hope Mary's still listening. And that is, you know, those are words, those are fighting words. And, and Ma- Mary's a warrior. She's a warrior for standing. Um, you know, it's so easy. It's very difficult to, You know, for somebody to be in that situation and not only have a loved one in this concentration camp, but then to also know that her loved one, or in this case her husband, is being used as a gladiator when he's so close to come out. And this is what the state does to compel people to attempt to force them to become informants. They put them in these positions where they're going to get out in a month or two. Ah, you're going to come out here as a gladiator, and then you're not getting out. So what do you want to do? You want to do it or do you want to become an informant? This is what they do. They've been doing this for hundreds of years. They think they perfected it. And so this is and, and that's good that in this case, her husband um, is is struggling against that. And she's struggling as well. They're struggling against the state as uh, is, is just like we all are. And, 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 you know, some don't know it, but um, but but, you know, some of us do know it. But, you know, so that was a good uh, example of. You know, um, being a warrior in that type of situation—it's a horrible situation—but you got to get through it. On another note, um, so um, I have a co-host here, Guayawi. Uh, uh, she's going to be um, reading um, a passage from the book *Chicano Power and the Struggle for Aslan*, and this is on page seventy-one, section three. The path forward for emancipation and this particular um, passage it's a, actually a declaration that she's going to be reading um, and so um, by another of a, a very and, and speaking of warriors Guayawi is a, is a warrior and um, she's going to be speaking about another warrior and this declaration is about another warrior that um one of our um mexica warriors actually so sh- without uh further ado let me um pass this on to Guayawi. and Guayawi, by the way welcome to free aslan thank you and so anytime you're ready go ahead and let's do it
2: okay. our beloved son has disappeared and has left us in total darkness But we know that it will again return, will again come out, and will come anew to shine upon us. But while it stays in the underworld, we should rapidly gather and embrace ourselves. And in the center of our hearts, we will hide all that our heart appreciates and considers a treasure. And we know, like a great jade, we will destroy our houses of youth, our universities, our ball courts, our houses of young men, and our houses of song that our roads may be deserted and that our homes may preserve us. For now we do not know until when our new sun will come out, that the fathers and the mothers may never forget to teach their children, the fathers with the boys, the mothers with the girls, and that they teach their children while they live precisely how good has been that which has been until today, our beloved Anawak, the refuge, the protection, and the care of our energies, and as a result of our customs and the behavior that our elders received and our parents with efforts sowed in our essence. Now we deliver the task to our children that they guard our writing and our knowledge. From now on, our homes will be our houses of youth, our universities, our ball courts, our houses of young men, our houses of song. And don't forget to inform our our children intensely how it will be, how we will rise, and exactly how its destiny will be realized, and how it will fulfill its grand destiny, our beloved motherland, Anahuac. This was a declaration delivered to the mexica Nahua people by the last reigning Aztec Prince, Cuauhtemoc, upon their final retreat from Tenochtitlan, which is Mexico City today, and into the southern jungles of Mexico and Guatemala in their attempt to evade Spanish rule, August
1: 1521. Mm. August... Fifteen twenty one, and that was a powerful declaration uh, by Cuauhtemoc, and you know, and that was the last um, leader of the Mexica people, and you know, and and you know that was a very, um, it was a very, um, uh, that statement was very prophetic because. You know, and I'll just, you know, I could go on in my, but I'd like to read a a small passage uh, from the Chicano Power, the book Chicano Power and the Struggle for Aslan that describes this declaration that Guayao we just read. And so it says, the above speech by the Aztec Prince Cuauhtémoc is at once part of a military directive as well as an expression of hope and perseverance in the midst of a most horrific reality, counterposing the quote by Cuauhtémoc to today's conditions. The outright barbaric actions of the conquistadors are a thing of the past, but national oppression continues in newer forms. Just as the Mexica Nahua were a people unable to return home because of Spanish conquest and occupation, so are we, the Chicano people, unable to reside independently within Aslan due to American conquest and occupation. We should take heed of Guatemoc's words and not lose hope of an Aslan independent and free. Let us not forget what Chicano revolutionaries and raza sought and fought for during the last surge of national liberation struggles. Let us revive the spirit of rebellion that our predecessors projected so well when they dared to challenge the state, that same misdirected spirit of rebellion which our carnales on the block exemplify so well. Our youth act out for various reasons, such as not knowing what the future can hold or because they do not understand why our reality is the way it is they do not understand the monster of imperialism and the impression and alienation it engenders they do not understand the marxist theory of history which is not just about class struggle but national struggles as well and for the chicano people the national struggle has not ceased. The class struggle today manifests itself as a struggle between nations. Before we can organize to defeat the parasitic bourgeois who feeds off the labor of the proletariat, we must first organize to defeat the parasitic core capitalist centers that feed off of the oppressed and exploited nations in the periphery. The class struggle is inextricably bound to the national struggles of the oppressed nations of the third world as well as the struggles of the internal semi-colonies of the United States, Aslan New Africa, Boricua, and the First Nations it is this contradiction that, do, that drives these national liberation struggles the principal contradiction that must be entangled before we can make progress on the class struggle And that is just a powerful um, set of words. And and, and it's talking about class struggle and national struggle. And and some would argue that class struggle is principle, that that's the most important struggle today. But as the book just said, you know, we can't get into the class struggle until we have untangled the national struggle. And, um, you know, just as I was talking to Mary earlier and we were talking about... Hey, they're using all these Chicanos, but they just had a 200-plus man gladiator fight. And nobody's even talking about it. How, what the hell's going on? And the fact that it was 200 Chicanos, um, that raises some eyebrows in the Chicano nation. I'm sorry. So we have activist community um, who are not addressing A 200 man chicano gladiator fight then i have a problem with that you know i have a problem with it and that needs to be addressed we need to ask these activist groups why aren't you addressing a 200 man gladiator fight of chicano people um does the chicano nation even matter to you i mean how in the hell are you going to overlook this? So these are deep questions. And just like the book said, class struggle is beautiful. We love class struggle. But until we have national struggle, uh, we, you know, we can't unite with others if we can't unite with ourselves. So the national struggle is principle. We need to organize ourselves before we can organize others. And so this is a, a, a very Important um, subject in the Chicano Nation's uh, agenda. This is something that you know when they're attacking our loved ones, our family. Like Mary talked about her husband. Um, there's no way I'm gonna be able to go to Mary and say, "Hey, Mary, uh, let join me and let's uh, protest about uh, you know the um, you know the agriculture that they are um, doing at the schools over here in the. She's gonna say, "Get the hell out of here!" My husband is used as a human gladiator. Get the hell away from me! I mean, and this is the general attitude, and this is a correct response to that because, um, you know, these there's bigger fish to fry. Uh, w- when it comes to our community, you know, you got people like Mary. Her husband, his life is put in danger every time he wakes up in the morning and leaves his cell. And how in the hell are we gonna contact her and tell her, uh, you know, let's go march uh, at at Yosemite because uh, you know, they're over here. You know what? Mary don't want you know, we don't want to hear stuff like we wanna hear uh when our family members our lives are in danger, we want justice. You know, just like when the police murder somebody in the street, that family wants justice from uh this police murder. They they don't wanna hear you talking about, let's go to, uh, you know, Yosemite and let's go, you know, we need to address what our attacks on our community. We have children that are in these ICE detention centers dying. They're dying of malnutrition. They're dying of thirst. And our community wants to hear about that. We want to hear about how we're going to save our family members, uh, you know, who are getting shot and getting their, you know, um, you know, getting uh, maimed in these concentration camps and and, and our children and, you know, um, our relatives crossing the border who are held in these uh, concentration camps three years old, five years old, handcuffed, you know, not given a blanket, not eating for two days. These are issues that concern us. These are issues we want addressed. And so um, this is why it's very important um, the Free Aslan you know um mentions all of these things because um, you know uh, otherwise you know you're going to have a hard time hearing the bottom so you know um, and you know and you will find news stories like this on poor magazine on on all of the other uh stations but if you go to a lot of these other radio stations you're going to you're not going to hear Um, The most pressing issues in our communities and the things that we hold most dear um, Which is our lives, you know um, You got people out here homeless. They have nothing. They have no water No talking about third world conditions in the first world So we have bigger fish to fry, you know, we're we're not, you know, you know all of this other stuff is, is fine and all that but you know our communities have issues We have, you know, people are dying. um, And and, and so these are situations that we want to address and that we do address on Free Aslan. But um, with that being said, I just want to say, you know, for these gladiator fights, um, we're going to, um, you know, we're going to really be um, turning it up. We have other projects in the works as well. We're going to be addressing them in this upcoming documentary that I talked to you about. Um, And and we're going to be um, addressing these gladiator fights on that. And uh, and we got another, um, we have a very important talk coming up. I'll be speaking at at the uh, conference on psychologists um, that... um, that is being held at berkeley a uc berkeley and this is coming up november 2nd and i'll have some more information for you next week on that this is going to be a conference on um on its focus on mass incarceration solitary confinement and um and i just got word they already sold out all the tickets and this is going to be for mostly uh, um, professors of psychology and students of psychology, those um, who studied um, psychology and particularly uh, the effects of um, mass incarceration and, um, and solitary confinement. So I'm going to be speaking on a panel at this event. And you better believe I'm going to address the gladiator fights. Um, This story is not going to go away. Uh, I'm going to be sharing um, what I've learned from the people I've interviewed. I'm also going to be sharing some personal experiences I've had when they used me as a gladiator. So this is going to be a very informative uh, conference. And um, I look very forward to uh, seeing it. Uh, I'm going to have my book Aslan Realism uh, Chicano Revolutionary Art from Pelican Bay Shoe. It's a book of art over 200 um, drawings in there of drawings done in Pelican Bay Shoe. Uh, You know and then also the book Chicano Power and the Struggle for Aslan will also be available at the conference uh, and so people can go pick up a copy, buy yourself a copy, get one for a friend. um, And so that's going to be what we have to look forward to. So let me end on this note and uh, I'll talk to you all next week. So this is KEXU 96.1 FM. I'm JV and this is Free Free Aslan.